Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome to Dilly Ding, Dilly Dong, the Leicester Mercury's Leicester City podcast. I'm Rob Tanner. I'm joined at the King Power Stadium today by Jordan Blackwell, my colleague from the Mercury Sports Desk. And we've uh, been covering today's press conference ahead of tomorrow night's Champions League quarterfinal second leg against Atletico Madrid here. It's going to be a historic occasion, isn't it, Jordan? I bet you're looking forward to it. Yes, uh, very much looking forward to it. I think it's hard not to look forward to it. Um, It's... It's a surprise, really, that Leicester have got this far, particularly considering where they were against Sevilla and the form they're in um, before that before that game. Um, but here they are; they've got a, they've got a good chance. I wouldn't say they've got a great chance, but they've got a good chance of uh, of, of progressing. Um, the, there is some excitement that you know that Leicester really could get past Atletico. It's only a one nil uh, deficit they've got to turn around. Um, so I think uh, I think the atmosphere will be. I mean, the atmosphere has been brilliant this season, particularly for Champions League games. But this could be this could be the best of the lot because um, I think fans are, will be really really up for this one. Obviously, professionally, it's fantastic to cover these things. But as a fan as well, Jordan, a Leicester fan growing up, I know you know, you know it's still only young, but it uh, uh, must be a dream come true to be sitting here inside the King Power Stadium previewing a Champions League quarter final time. Yeah, you you do have to pinch yourself. It's not something I ever thought would happen. Um, not even really, not even at the start of this season. Um, but to be here, uh, it is it is surreal, and it will feel surreal tomorrow night. But I suppose you just have to try and lap it up and uh, enjoy it as much as possible because it 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 could be um, Leicester's last game in the Champions League for some time. Well, let's put our professional hats on and talk about the uh, the press conference that we both just attended. And uh, I suppose the big news coming out of it was the team news from Craig Shakespeare that Wes Morgan could be back. Yes, um, he seemed fairly uh, positive about about Wes's chances of, of making the team tomorrow. He's, he's trained for the last uh, three three days. Um, he's uh, in the training sessions have stepped up in intensity. He said so. He's, he's he's getting better, and I think it's um, I think it's a risk they will probably take uh, to play to play Morgan. Um, it's a massive game for him personally because he you know he's in the, maybe. Heading towards the twilight of his career, he's not, he's definitely he would say he's definitely one that's not going to get this opportunity again. He's led the team throughout these these past five years, um, so for him not to feature in the quarterfinal would be disappointing for him. And I think having made those uh, t- taken part in those training sessions, I think it it's a risk uh, Craig Shakespeare will take particularly with Robert Huth suspended as well. There was also some positive news about Johan Benelouan and Andy King and I suppose Danny Simpson as well because I was at Selhurst Park on Saturday and Danny limped past me with a you know a nasty cut on his ankle. Uh, he was limping quite badly. Kingy came off with a knock. Johan had cramp and had to come off as a precaution. We were just concerned that sometimes cramp can mask a pull. Uh, and they both have missed training, haven't they? But there was some positive news from Craig on those on Kingy and Johan as well. Yes, Craig said they uh, they missed the training session yesterday. Both uh, Johan and uh, and Kingy played uh, a train today, uh, and he said that they should be all fine. But I think it's just a case of, of maybe the so many games in such a short space of time time catching up with people, particularly Ben Luan, who's obviously who's, who's played across all this period. Um, 
So it's not a surprise that, that, that they're picking up maybe a few knocks, um, but it, it seems like they'll be okay. Great stuff. That's what we uh, like to hear. And he did vow that they would be ready both physically, mentally and tactically for Atletico. And I think they need to be. They're a top, top side. They made five changes, didn't they, at the weekend and, and still picked up a 3-0 victory. Yeah, the some of their key players like uh, Koke and Sol Niguez and particularly Antoine Griezmann all, all uh, got a rest. Um, yes, tactically is, is the key thing to be, key department to be ready in. Um and I think both uh, Shakespeare and Fuchs spoke about um, being forceful and trying to create more chances um, and going for it a little bit because Leicester do have to score. But being wary of Atletico's strengths, which are on the counter-attack. Um, we saw even uh, in, in Madrid, <coughs> we saw how effective they were on the counter-attack. They didn't have many chances to counter-attack because normally they were in possession. But they sort of lured Leicester forward um, just before the penalty and the, Leicester were getting a few crosses in it and you know the commentator was saying oh this is Leicester's best period in the game then all of a sudden one move they're up the end of the pitch and they've won a penalty mm. um, although it wasn't a penalty it wasn't a penalty no but um, it was a penalty and it wasn't <laughs> but it uh, you know they've got that skill and that was one chance and they were very effective on, on the counter attack they will get opportunities like that so uh, Leicester the the really difficult thing for Leicester, and, and both Shakespeare and Fuchs said this, is getting that balance right of, of going for it and also being wary of the counter-attack. I think they'll probably play it a little bit cautious to start with because they won't want to push forward too early, concede, and then have to score three goals. Um, maybe they'll, they'll, they'll keep it safe and maybe try and keep it nil-nil for as long as possible until maybe they think maybe Atletico might risk pushing forward because they won't want to think... If we concede now, it's going to extra time. They, Atasca might think, oh, we need a goal. Um, so maybe the, there'll probably be a, a good period where both teams will feel each other out. Um, and so it should be intriguing from a tactical point of view. My big concern is that emotion might take over Leicester City. I mean, this, the, Danny Drinkwater said it on Saturday. Christian said it there. You know, they might never have this again. This is like feels like it's their one and only chance of reaching... Champions League semi-final. A lot of these boys are now getting to the, towards the end of their careers in terms of Wes Morgan and that. And so they might go very much over-committed at times and uh, and get picked off and pay the price. They've got to be street smart, not just on in possession and on the ball, but around the Atletico players as well. Because we saw the, their bench in, uh, in Madrid wavering imaginary yellow cards every time there was a challenge. And they'll put try and put pressure on the referee. And Leicester City have just got to be street smart, haven't they? Yes, definitely. Um, but I think we saw against uh, Sevilla that you know the, the City players harnessed that emotion. It, that was also an emotional game because... That could have been Leicester's last chance uh, in the Champions League, but they, they, they negotiated that really well. Uh, but I, I like the the line from from um, Shakespeare that the players need to have fire in their bellies, but need to say cool in the head, mm. which I think that's exactly right. They need to they need to have that that emotion going into it because I think it does make you perform a little bit better. But you don't want to let that take over too much and you know end up flying in for rash challenges or anything like that because they need to they need to I mean if Leicester get a player sent off that's that's a, a massive blow. So they need to 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 be a little bit steady but you know they need to have that emotion to to get the crowd going and then hopefully the crowd will respond to that. Do you think the crowd will need uh, to <laughs> get going because the, the atmosphere against Seville was incredible on the night with the banners and the big build up and the flags and I, we believe that more of that is being planned uh, for tomorrow night so it's going to be a fantastic atmosphere. Yeah, we've we've seen throughout the the, the Champions League uh, campaign that there's been lots of uh, banners and flags and um 
in TIFOs, and I'm sure there'll be more tomorrow night. Um, those sorts of things really do get the crowd going. I think I think the Champions League music helps. I know the players will always have said that it that it helps um, get them in the right frame of mind, and I think it helps the crowd as well. Uh, but certainly from the stands, the Champions League games have been the loudest this season. And if Leicester can maybe show they're they're well in the game early on, I think that will only help the crowd maybe even take it a Take it up a notch. I mean, in the first game, uh, I think there was a stat, Jamie Vardy had two passes, attempted two passes. He was so isolated that neither of them come off in the whole game. It's going to be a completely different affair, though, this time. I mean, then we had the similar scenario, didn't we, after the Seville game away, where Leicester were lucky, really, at half-time still uh, to be in the tie. but um, And then they managed to get that away goal late in the second half. But they didn't do much attacking in that one. They certainly didn't do any in Madrid. Um, but when they came back to the King Power Stadium... Uh, they were very much uh, uh, the Leicester City we know and love uh, here at the King Pass Stadium, and it's going to be the same again, I think. Yeah, well, I think um, you know it. It seems like the the severe that Leicester played at the King Power was a completely different one to to that, that they played in Spain. Um, you would think that Madrid probably won't be as confident as as uh, in Leicester as they are at home. You know, they had that brilliant uh, home record. I think it was before. The, they played Leicester, they kept clean sheets in 15 of their last 17 Champions League games. So they are a, a confident team at home. I think they've only, but on their travels, I think they've played 10 games in England and only won two before. Mm. Um, obviously, they can get away with a draw. But I think there is a real big home advantage. I think Leicester feel a lot more confident uh, at home, which is not surprising. But that's the key. The key is trying to get Jimmy Vardy involved a little bit more. Um there's only really one opportunity I can remember that he had, um, which was early on, and Okazaki sort of turned and, and slashed a ball along that Vardy got in behind and but sort of fired a, a shot slash cross uh, way wide. Um, he needs more opportunities, but it's it's very difficult uh, for him to get opportunities against against defenders like Godin and Savic. Um, so it's going to be tough, but that that I would say that is the key is for Shakespeare's working out how to get Vardy involved a little bit more because he is Leicester's main threat, um, and he is the he is the player that are going to cause that's going to cause Atletico problems. Leicester City might need a bit of luck to go through, and they haven't had much luck in previous encounters against Atletico, have they? And we're going back to nineteen ninety seven, that very controversial game back at Philbridge. I mean, they already conceded a, a, a disputed penalty in the first leg then, similar to this time. Mm-hmm. And then they came back uh, to Philbridge Street and Gary Parker was sent off and they had penalty appeals, cast iron ones turned down. And they've already had a bit of bad luck away in Atletico last week. Uh, so they're due a bit of luck, aren't they, in these ties? Yes, and I, I think these are the sorts of things that, um, you know, they might these sorts of things play on referees' minds sometimes. Whether they, the, you know, the referee that's that's taking charge uh, tomorrow night might know of of a, a dodgy decision um, being in the in the previous game. Um, the fans, if the fans get on the referee's back, <laughs> that does have an effect. Uh, don't want to admit it too much, mm. but um, but you know. Uh, if you're at home, you're more likely to... I know Leicester didn't 20 years ago at Filbert Street, but if you're at home, you're more likely to get the rub of the green with the referee. Uh, but Leicester just needs to get into positions and needs to have opportunities where they could get the rub of the green. Exactly. I mean, we were, talk, we were referring to uh, Mark Bright's challenge on Griezmann in the first leg, which was outside the box, but a penalty was given. So let's hope there's no repeat of that. It's an Italian referee. Uh, apparently he's got an average of five bookings per game this season, so there could be a few cards as well. So it's going to be an emotional night, um, an exciting one too, and hopefully it's a historic one for Leicester City women. What would it mean 
to reach the last four of the Champions League if they could do it. What were that, and where would that stand in great nights in Leicester City's history and, and achievements in the club's history? Uh, I, th- I think at, th- at that point we, we're starting to rank it alongside the Premier League win uh, because I think over the you, you saw the Premier League title win sort of developing as it went along and it was it slowly became more believable that it that it could be done um, but I think because this is it's one night to get through and then all of a sudden you're in the the last four of the Champions League and we know that Barcelona might not be there um, you know less quite easily draw Monaco. Who uh, or Borussia Dortmund, who they would fancy their chances against, and then all of a sudden you you want them away from the Champions League final. And I think, I think when you get to the last four, I think that's possibly when people start you know thinking of the trophy. Um, so it would it would mean a hell of a lot to 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 a hell of a lot of people. Fantastic. So uh, check back on the Mercury website and on our Facebook page for all the build-up stories from the press conference today and obviously tomorrow follow us live blogs throughout the evening uh, from the, on the Mercury website. You can follow us all on the website and on the Facebook page. So see you again soon. Hopefully we'll be talking about Leicester City in the Champions League semi-final. <laughs>